Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, Hague Realtors, and Comfort King. And welcome back to Calling All Sports. I'm your host, Mark Obenet, along with co-host Tom Neiman today. And uh, we're waiting to hear from Jim Glogowski, the new USF football coach here in the second half of the show. Uh, Tom, the the we've talked about the women, and that I, I was so much more captivated by the women's tournament than it was the men there was no comparison and i I, sadly enough i think part of it is because the teams that were in the men's final four or final eight however you want to far you want to go back it's like who are they yeah there was was some of that but but on the other hand yes because of it's not kentucky and kansas and that was good everybody every the same you know i thought that was awesome and san diego state brian dutcher was an assistant coach at south Dakota state when i was there and i mean that was a nice story to follow all the way through so i mean i thought that was fantastic what he's done going from sdsu our sdsu to michigan and then to, to san diego state so <laughs> sdsu twice in his in his career that's kind of yeah, crazy done well at both it? yeah and and i thought maybe they might do a little better in that championship game than they did yeah they because... threw up a bunch of rocks and it was not fun to watch no but, and and you're right there was a lot more cachet to that women's the, the final four, and then especially that final matchup was was all kinds of dicey fun. It was, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I thought I really thought Iowa was going to win the championship after they beat South Carolina. Without, I mean, those teams were better. The other teams were better. I mean, they it was an upset that they beat South Carolina, and South yep. Carolina's got all that size. But LSU, that was a really really good team. Well, and you, when you have someone come off the bench and go five for five from deep in the first half that had scored 21 scored points. Scored in the other three games in the tournament. Yeah. That's yeah. generally hard to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the second half when they let that girl from South Carolina shoot and she kept making them. Yeah. It was like, uh oh. Uh, I think eventually you might want to go guard her. Granted, she was shooting 21% for the year from three, but not today. Yeah. As you know as somebody that loved to shoot and so did i back in the day unfortunately when i played there was no three-point line um and i got pulled out of games all the time for taking bombs when they i should have taken a layup uh but it, did you did you make them um uh, sometimes still two still counted yeah i didn't make them as often as i would have made a layup though i just thought it was flashier to make a long shot you yeah know? you're you're right though just when we saw virginia tech in person and see how good those teams are those one seeds and two seeds on the women's side and then that they lose to teams like LSU and, and Iowa. I mean, that is some high level women's basketball. It really is. And take out the women's. That's just high level basketball. Well, and I've said this to people. I kind of enjoy watching the women's game more than I do the men's game because they play great fundamental basketball. They have to do things the right way to get wide open shots. They aren't making slam, you know, it's not highlight real stuff, but when it comes to enjoying pure basketball, it's more so than what the men do, where it's just really a lot of one-on-one stuff. But which is also fun to watch because it's—I mean—it's so impressive what they can do one-on-one. Yep. And and a lot of those teams play. Creighton played that way. There's there was some pretty good team basketball all the way through that the Elite Eight on the men's side. But and a lot of women's teams just rely on a lot of size, and that's that's a big differentiator in the women's game, I think. It's huge. Yeah, I mean, it makes a bigger difference in the women's game than it does when in the When South Carolina game. comes out of the uh, locker room and they come out onto the floor, I, I'm guessing almost every team they play against looks at them and goes, 
Uh, wow. Yeah, six They're seven, big. six five. I mean, that's that is. It's hard, not like they hard just have to beat one with, big player. It's hard to beat with just fundamentals. Right. Yes. It is. Uh, but they have a lot of big players that come at you in waves. It's just a. It's it's crazy how many players they have, how deep they go on that South Carolina team, which makes Iowa's upset of them all the more impressive. And I I think it's fun that it's that it wasn't UConn, it wasn't Stanford, it wasn't Tennessee. None of those teams that we're used to seeing in the Final Four were there aside from South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. And that's only been recently. I mean, it's not like South Carolina has been dominant for two decades, for example. Yeah. You know, you think back, Tennessee's been dominant all the way back to the very first year Pat Summit was there. And and Tara Vandeveer has been at, at Stanford for all those years. And, uh, you know, the same thing was... Also the case at Notre Dame for a long time with Muffet McGraw and and Gino Ariema, of course, and, at, and at UConn. Baylor with Mulkey. Right. I will grudgingly give her a lot of credit for winning it at two different schools. Yeah, but. that is impressive. Yeah. Uh, how many how many portal players did they have on that LSU team? Do you know? I don't. I somebody said it was nine. That's a lot. But, I mean, how do you get good as fast as she got at LSU without doing some of that, at least? Turned it around in basically two years. Yes, because yeah. Yeah. this was her second year. Yeah. That's that's pretty impressive. I was talking to the SDSU coaches a little bit this morning, and, you know, you wait for guys to get in the portal, and you don't know. They're, they're in a situation up until, I think, the second week of uh, May. So they got six weeks here where a guy could walk in their office and say, I'm going to transfer out. And they can't do anything about it, obviously. And but that is the bizarre situation that college coaches are in right now. Of you don't know what you, what you're going to have day to day, week to week, and they've got another five or six weeks here to just sit on it and hope that guys stay in their program. Your thoughts on the transfer portal? I mean, it's good for players, good for them. They they've waited long enough to have that power, but it's it drives me nuts. I just I don't like what it's become, and I don't like the NIL added to that. Well, that makes it worse. Is a just a disastrous combo. So I mean, there's no way Baylor Shireman goes to Creighton if it weren't for that. The NIL, think? yes, right. I, I I don't know. I think he would have. I think he would have uh, ended up going. And we, you look back at uh, Matt Mooney in USD went to Texas Tech, and they didn't have NIL at that time, yeah. and, and it worked out well for him. Did and Kevin O'Banner and some of these guys that have come out of the Summit League. I, I think they would still make that move, but the the NIL just adds, a, adds a, another layer of dirty to it, I think. Well, there's no way if you stay in Brookings, you're going to make the kind of money with the NIL that you would if you went to Creighton or Iowa or Minnesota or Michigan or someplace big yeah. where money is almost no object, really, when you think about the, 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 the background of the boosters that they have and you know, like when we were out at uh, when I went out to Washington to do the stories on, yeah. on Kaylin DeBoer, and you see, and and they start telling me about all the rich guys that live out on the bay, and these are people that are world. I mean, they're in the top hundred richest people in the world, and you know they sail their yachts over to watch the football game. It's yeah. like I'm sorry, but you can't compete with that if you're at USD or South Dakota State, and, and you can't compete with. Ohio State, if you're at Washington, I right? Mean, just the Lincoln Keenhold story. I mean, he did what was best for him, but that story is just an example of even if you're the University of Washington and you've got all that money from these rich dudes out there, you, it's still no guarantee that you're going to have the best offer. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's become a big business for sure. And and the fact that you can change from look at David Jenkins. How many yeah. schools did he play on? Four. Five? Was it four? It's four, yeah. Six years and four four schools. Yeah. Sure, it was only four. I think it was. Yes. <laughs> okay. SDSU, UNLV, Utah, Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it felt it felt like more, yeah. but you it used to be that was impossible to do because you had to sit out a year if you transferred back yeah. in the old days. And again, we're sounding like you know, get off my lawn, guys. Me more than you because I'm older than you, but. Uh, but, but you, um, point being, you couldn't do what David Jenkins did a few years ago. Right. And then throw COVID into the whole thing. Oh my gosh. Extra yeah. year. And we're, we're finally getting past the extra COVID year, but, um, to be a, to, to be a college coach and right now would just drive Well, like insane. Liz Kitley's coming back to Virginia Tech for another year. So, yeah. Hey, I think Jimmy's calling. We're going to take a break here and, uh, we'll get right back to you. How's that? This guy had more issues with his eyes. The minute he first came out of surgery, he walked in with a huge grin on his face. And for the first time since he was a little kid, he could see perfect. Going to Vance Thompson Vision was an easy experience. If you're going to trust your eyes to anybody, trust them to a leader in that field. When it came time for me to make a decision about where we were going to go for my LASIK surgery, there was no question that it would be Vance Thompson Vision. Call 877-522-EYES to schedule a free consultation. Buying a new truck for your farm or ranch is all about the bottom line. At Billion Fleet Farm and Ram Commercial Business Link, we know that better than anyone. We have the experience, selection, and industry-exclusive pricing and incentives to help you with your bottom line. Plus, new Ram trucks have been named Motor Trend Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. To see if you qualify for fleet pricing on a new Ram, call 888-531-1013 or go to billionauto.com slash fleet. The Legacy Fighting Alliance returns to Sioux Falls. Friday, April 14th, in the main event, knockout artist Jalen the Gentleman Fuller takes on top prospect Trey the Truth Waters at the LFA Welterweight World Championship on the line. Come cheer on the region's top-ranked fighters as they take on challengers from around the world. Twelve professional bouts, one ultimate night. Live from the Sanford Pentagon Arena. Tickets available at the Pentagon box office or at Ticketmaster.com. LFA 156, are you ready for war? What part of your home likely gets used at least four times a day? What do people see first when they arrive at your home? In both cases, it's probably your garage door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls offers durable, dependable, stylish doors and will match any competitor's price on a comparable door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls, now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. I'm Brian Corey of Corey Insurance. And I'm Sheldon Kosky. We've been working together for over 30 years. My dad, Randy Corey, started the business and we've been taking care of all our customers' insurance needs since 1970. Whether it's your home, auto, or business, we are a trusted choice independent agency with access to all the products you need to keep you protected. And there's no better feeling than that. Our customers are like family. We get to know your situation and match your needs to our best and most affordable insurance options. Whether you are new to Sioux Falls or a longtime resident, Corey Insurance is your trusted choice. And Brian, we've carried on the tradition of supporting the local community in a wide variety of activities. We live in the best part of the world, and we want to make sure it stays that way for you. We're Corey Insurance. Coverage, commitment, and value since 1970. 
Call us at 605-336-6303 or check out our website at coreyinsurance.com. Meet my good buddy Greg Gold, CEO of Haig Realtors and father of some terrific athletes. Greg, how long has Haig been around? Mark, we've been around over 75 years and we have over 200 licensed agents who are all really good at helping their clients with their real estate needs, whether buying, selling, or both. And you have several locations, right? Yep. We're in Sioux Falls, Brandon, Gerritsen, Hartford, all over the Sioux Empire, and even out in the Black Hills. You guys do such an amazing job. And you also have some terrific personalities who are a blast to be around and work with. Every day is fun at Hague. We sold over 4,000 properties last year, worth over a billion dollars. That's how good our people are. That is impressive. In sports terms, you've built a dynasty, kind of like those Lincoln tennis teams. Your contact info, Greg. It's simple, Mark. Go to Hague.com, find the agent you want to work with. We're Hague Realtors since 1945. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Hucett Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. And welcome back to Calling All Sports. I'm your host, Mark Ovenden, along with co-host Tom Neiman. Today, we've got Jim Glogowski on the line. And, uh, Glow, how's it going? First of all, we ran a little bit last night on my sportscast about... Uh, for everybody else in spring football, it's, it's, uh, it's one thing, but when it's a brand new coach and a brand new system and you guys are all getting used to each other, that's all part of it for you. It's, I mean, isn't that a pretty important part of this very first one? Yeah, I, absolutely. And, and let me just say thanks for having me on. Thanks for putting my ugly mug on the TV. I sent that to my mom back in Omaha. She was happy to see her son. <laughs> my kids back home. I bragged a little bit, but, uh, no, I mean, it, it really is. Um, there's just so much that this game involves relationships and understanding who you have and, and what they're good at and what maybe they need to better get better at. And so that's certainly a big part of our focus uh, for our first spring here. Tom and I were just talking about uh, the transfer portal here while we were killing time and hoping you'd call. What uh, <laughs> <laughs> are the things that you have to do in, in spring ball or as a new coach? in any sport, doesn't matter what it is, is kind of re-recruit your guys. How much more difficult during this era of the transfer portal does that even become? I'm guessing it's multiplied times 10. Yeah, it's outrageous. It really is. And, you know, it's a whole different conversation about the merits of the portal. But I tell kids all the time, I was in the portal myself back in December. You know, on True. Tuesday I'm sitting having end-of-the-year meetings, and by the following Monday – I'm in a new office in a new city in a new state. So on a new team who's a rival. So I, I get it, right? Um, but I will say this. It's our job to create an environment where kids want to be. Uh, that's our number one focus. That's how we're going to combat the portal. And if opportunities come up and these guys, like I look at a Zach Durfee, you know, if, if I'm, if that's Zach Glogowski, right? And not Zach Durfee and he's my son and he's got a chance to go play for Kalen and Chuck out at Washington in the Pac 12. I mean, what do you say to that, right? I mean, that's just a different level. And so, you know, we've got an interesting situation here where I think pretty much all five of the guys that played on this offensive line are going to be playing at some other institution, and some of those guys at high-level Division ones, all the way down to Division two. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, control what you can control. Coaches leave. Players get to leave now. And so it's just kind of part of the business. But I will say this. We're taking more of a year-by-year approach 
where you used to maybe look at it as a uh, you know four or five year career. I'm just building a team for next season, and then we'll see who's still around and who wants to be here. And that it sounds kind of trite, but that's kind of how we're looking at it. And that's difficult to do, isn't it, Jim? You talk about bringing a kid in that doesn't know your system. That there's nomenclature. There's the way you. Uh, it's almost like learning a new language for these kids, isn't it? Absolutely. And you know, we were talking about one of the gentlemen that was here that transferred to a Division One school and. One of the things I was having a conversation with one of our players here is that, you know, he graduates in May, he gets down there in June. So now you have June and July to get settled. And as all of us older individuals know, there's more to it when you take a new job or take a new position or a new scholarship. There's a new city. You know, where do I get my haircut? Where do I get groceries? And those things tend to, where am I going to live? Those things tend to make us comfortable. And if we're comfortable, we're usually successful. Well, if all that stuff's not, you know, in line, Sometimes it's tough to perform well at your job or, you know, playing football or whatever it might be. So, you know, and you're there for six months, if that. You know, you're there for a football season and gone. And so all those relationships, to me, that matters, especially at this level, college football. You know, none of these guys are, are necessarily under the impression that, you know, there's multi-million dollar contracts out in front of them. There's always a handful of those guys, no doubt. You're C.J. Hams, right? I mean, you're Adam Thielen, of course, but... At the end of the day, I mean, what kind of experience can you have? Because it's not like, you know, basketball or maybe even softball where you can play, you know, in, in the church league or in the CYO or in the YMCA or whatever. It's just once you're done playing football, it's never going to be anything like it. No, you're right. There yeah, is no word to play, play afterwards. So, yeah, there is no Y League football, thank goodness, because you think about how horrible Y League basketball and how dangerous that is. Football would be atrocious. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Um, there's a lot of things in our world that we probably all don't understand, and it's just the way it is, and we deal with it and move on. All right. So um, Cooper was out yesterday shooting your practice and got some interviews, and he came back, and his, his comment basically was uh, how loose and kind of fun-loving it appeared at practice yesterday, and I think that's an extension of your personality. Um is that the case where a team can take on the personality of their head coach? Boy, I don't know, Mark. I I hope not. I don't, I don't know if I want to be just like me, but, I, you know, that was all for show. The camera was there. We were just trying to impress <laughs> It was not. No, but, you know, here's the thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm almost 50 years old. I've been doing this for over 25 years. I've been around some fantastic coaches who did it a lot of different ways. And being a head coach before at Simpson College for eight years, I, I've got that experience of what it's like to be in the chair, so to speak. And I guess I'm at the point right now in my career where, you know, I really want to have a good time with this. It should be fun. It's a game. And let's not make this life and death. There's too many other things going on in the world that are heavy. This shouldn't be heavy. It should be difficult, and that's part of the challenge. And it should be, you know, a process to work through. But they should walk out of here as better human beings. And if it's miserable every day, I mean, I don't know. Tom, would you want to go to work if Mark was miserable every day? I sure wouldn't. I mean, you probably wouldn't. You know, <laughs> I, who I knows, didn't for right? years, no. <laughs> yeah, well, some of us don't have a choice, right? But, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe it is, but I like to have a good time. And I don't know. I was that way as a player. And we, we kind of laugh because I've been trying to explain to these guys that, you know, we don't want personal files and we don't want this and don't want that. And they're like, what can you do? And what did you do back in 95? Well, in 95, I had three signature celebrations, the chainsaw, the totem pole, and the samurai. And I would whip one of those things out after play. Nobody can take a joke anymore, so you can't do that. But, you know, I want them to celebrate with each other and enjoy the game because, man, as we all know, 
the time tested, you know, concept of it could be your last play and you never know. So let's just enjoy it. Let's have a good time. And oh, by the way, the scoreboard doesn't turn on until August. So let's just hold, you know, let's just hold all of our excitement and, and frustrations and all that and let's just get better. Man, you're right though. The, the age we're in right now of just the backlash. We're talking about the women's basketball tournament and all the backlash that came out of that about trash talk and, and celebrating plays. I mean, you should be able to celebrate, like you're saying, right? But that, that's almost a fine line anymore of what you can do on the sideline. Well, it really is. And that's what's so interesting about this, this situation with the Women's Basketball Championship. Yeah, I watch, I've got a couple daughters, they play basketball, so I can appreciate, you know, what's going on. And, you know, Caitlin Clark and, and, you know, all that stuff. And I just, Angel Reese, I mean, it's, it's crazy that we're having that conversation about that. When Dikembe Mutombo did that, almost every block shot he did that yeah. back in the day. Not in my house, <laughs> right? Yeah. The no nose deal. He did it all the time, and yet it's—I don't know. It's just kind of like pick your poison. Like, what do you want to complain about today? And I just feel like I'm old school. There's a certain way to play the game. There's a certain way to respect your opponent. You know, Augustana University is a huge rival. They're a couple blocks away, but I have a lot of respect for Coach OJ and the staff and all those guys. So we can compete our tails off, but. I might see him at the old, uh, you know, slim chickens here in the parking lot one day. You know, and I want him dinging my door because I was a jerk to him outside the game. Well, you know, let's just respect each other. Let's have some fun and let's compete our tails off. And you know what? The reality of it is our kids could go to Augie. The Augie kids could come here and they would both find great friends, lasting relationships and good people. Right. It's, it's not like it's that much different. So. Um, yeah, just be where your feet are and grow, and let's see what we can do. I don't think you're going to worry about Coach O dinging your door on purpose for anything you'd ever do. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So <laughs> He's probably not a slim chickens guy, is he, OJ? He's probably like one of those healthy guys. I, I can't get away from the tossed, the tossed chicken fingers and the fries, and then oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't even think about it right now. But yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta shape up a little bit. All right. Well, it's lucky you weren't listening to us talk about Arby's earlier in the show because they're <laughs> one of the spots. They've been a sponsor of this show since day one, and. Although I, I, I'm still upset with them that they've done away with my farmhouse salad. We gotta get them, gotta get them to get that back for me. Yeah, it's yeah, not I there. You're choked up there, didn't you? I did. The curly fries, you can't, you can't go wrong. No, absolutely not. They're, uh, <clears throat> they're a highlight of the day as curly fries. So, Jim Glogowski joining us here. We got a couple of minutes left, about a minute and a half left. Um, what do you enjoy most about spring? Spring football. We'll talk more in the fall about, you know, the real stuff. But what are you enjoying most here early on in your career at USF? I just enjoy being outside and coaching football without the stress of a game. You know what I mean? And I, there's no outside impact. There's there's not any stress. There's, you know, the guys can just focus on getting better. Everybody gets a chance to play, right? Everybody gets an opportunity to showcase what they can do. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's just a good time. And my role now is, is more as a head coach than a, than a position coach or a coordinator. I've really enjoyed, since I've been here, coaching our coaches. And not like they don't know what to do, but sharing my expectation and sharing what I think my vision of the program is. And, you know, we have all brand-new coaches. This is the first day of practice. We were like, okay, where's the defense go? And where does the offense go? And where do we kick at? And, you know, oh, that, there's a net on that end zone? I didn't even know it. You know, how do we turn on the scoreboard? So, I mean, you know, you kind of got to take a little bit of a, with a grain of salt and, and just try to accomplish a few things here and there, and eventually you stack good days on top of good days, and hopefully at the end of the spring ball you've made progress. Jim Glogowski is our guest, and, uh, yeah, it, isn't it also kind of nice for the players to know they get a clean slate with a new coach and maybe some of the guys who felt like they weren't getting a fair shake before, they get a chance to earn a starting spot in this spring 
ball that you've got going on now. Absolutely. And that's what I told these guys since day one. You know, there was no previous coach that was here last year, you know, putting in their two cents in a staff room about so-and-so or what he did last year or he's always done this. There, there's none of that. Everything is brand new um, from how we coach to how we do drills to, to all that stuff. And, yeah, that's, it's got to feel good, I would think. And if I was a player, I'd, be, I'd feel refreshed. And, and it puts a little bit of, you know, charge into those guys that think they've got everything sewn up too, right? I mean, the competition is good for everybody. Hey, this has been great. Next time we'll talk longer, but uh, you go enjoy spring ball, and we'll see you soon. All right, guys. Thanks so much for your time. Sorry I was uh, late. My bad. That's okay. That's all right. We, we're, we're not mad. We're just glad you finally called us. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. Hey, you look great yeah. on TV last night, too, by the way. Just thought I'd say that. I appreciate it. Yeah. My wife said I got to lose 10, so I appreciate now, you being now, kind. No, TV puts 10 pounds on you. You look great in person. No, she meant like 20. I was just oh. catching my <laughs> Maybe the grace of the pen. All right. We'll talk to you later. You Jim Glogowski, he is fun. That's impressive energy. I I feel terrible about myself that he's almost 50 and he has that much energy. Man, good for him. Uh, and I think the players will feed off of that. They seem like they were really enjoying practice yesterday. So that's a big part of it. If you can make it fun, everybody wants to win. It should still be fun, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Tom, thanks for joining us. We'll uh, talk again tomorrow. See you. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Rosenbauer, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Hague Realtors, Pusett Speedway, Comfort King, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies.